The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome back to the Dan and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. My name is Derek Ayello. I'm a writer, director, and avid tabletop RPG player. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Dane Fogdell. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. I'm Dane. Um, <laughs> I'm a writer and uh, sometimes a musician and podcaster, lover of tabletop RPGs, though. Fantastic. So um, this week on the show... We're doing one of your ideas, Dane, talk and pitch as you had pitched it to me. Mm-hmm. But before we hop into that, um, for my icebreaker, I have the question, why all the projects? Uh, I feel attacked. Um, to be fair, <laughs> either of us could be heavily attacked by this. Oh, yes. Well, that's why I asked it, because we've talked about just how much we do and how and why we continue to do as much as we do. And yeah, just Why? <laughs> so do you want like the canned answer or do you want like the legit answer I've gone over in therapy? Um, both are easy um, and quick though. <laughs> you know, l- 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 give me both. Give me both. Cause I feel like that'll be funny. Canned answer. It makes me feel satisfied, content and happy. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, real answer is, uh, well not real, but, deeper level answer is the reason it makes me feel content and happy and good about myself is that I almost died at a young age and I'm trying to make my life feel like it's worth it. Um, (laughs) that's also very fair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty morbid and I'm making a bit of light of it, but like, honestly, it's, it is the way I am. I'm, I don't feel super content unless I feel as though I am working on something. It's, it's an itch I had before that, of course, like I liked making stuff. I've always liked that, but it's, it's definitely, um, it can get obsessive is like the, the concern that I have sometimes. What about you? What's up? Uh, for me, I, I, uh, (laughs) I had an existential talk with some friends, uh, in a, in a cabin in the woods a few weeks ago. And uh, it occurred to me that I think the big part of why I do all these projects, why I write all these movies, why I'm constantly trying to make so many movies is because without doing that, especially for movies in particular, um, without movies, I feel like I've lost an ability to communicate with people. Um and, and 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 by that it's like because like I, I I feel like I'm, I I can only fully express myself and talk to people through the movies I make, and that goes to some extent for some of the other like podcasts and other like music projects I've done over the years to some extent like it's a method of expression but like for me it's 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 like it's not even like a it's it's like <laughs> like I could be miserable doing something but I will finish it if it means me communicating an idea to someone mm. just because like I, I can't find the words or the, or the vocabulary or the sort of like emotional like thing I need to say it to someone, I can more easily say it by making a movie about the thing. And like, it's why I've made like so many movies about like the concept of moving because I've moved around a lot in my life. And 
that's something that's really not bothered me, but it's been on my mind or like, um, I don't know. It's how I process a lot of things. Like it's how I process tragedy. It's how I process good things, bad things. Um, so yeah, for me, it's like without making things, I am, I'm removing an ability. Uh, I'm removing a part of the ability for me to communicate with people. So no, that makes, that makes sense. So here's a question, kind of a follow up. I know we have a real topic, but I'm now curious. (laughs) Um, do you feel like it's, you go overboard? Oh, all the time. Like I would argue that I'm, I'm like, I've been on the brink of being overboard. Like I've definitely gone through ups and downs, but I've definitely gone overboard to the point of which it's damaged friendships and relationships because I've just done too many projects. Uh, and that is like a problem that I, I try to regulate, right? It's, um, and by regulate, I mean like I try to find things that um, are able to give me that, that ability, the, the, the sort of feeling I need to feel like I'm comfortably, competently communicating with people, but also am not, it's not such a drag or a heavy lift on others, you know? Or myself even, like my like my personal health. Like I try not to stay up past ten o'clock working on anything anymore. Smart. It's just not healthy for me. Um because I've done it. I've done the whole like go to bed at ten, get up, uh and you know, like a half hour later and then work till like six in the morning. Like I I've done that, right? Like and it's you know, it's not healthy. It's it's definitely gonna impact my health for the rest of my life and I should not be doing that. Um yeah. yeah. Or, you know, or sometimes I'm just doing too many projects to the point of which I'm not focusing on the right projects, right? Like I'm doing so many other things that I'm not, but then I'm like neglecting my films or I'm doing too many films and I'm neglecting sort of the, like the podcast I, I'm doing, or I'm like doing, or I'm trying to do music again, but I'm putting way too much effort into something that like, I, I know my lane and I shouldn't expand out of it but I'm trying to expand out of it. And as a result, it's eating into all these other things. Right. So it's, it's very much, um, it's finding those balances and and creating those lanes of traffic for me with my projects. So I don't creating a lot of rules. So I don't, uh, go overboard. Um, yeah. 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 I'm guessing you feel the same way sometimes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, currently, currently at the back end of one of those, Mm. like, the pandemic was a really good time for filling my days with stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I couldn't go out, so I didn't have to leave any space for socialization, my family, um, even to some extent, like the people in my house, uh, cause they weren't mm-hmm. going anywhere. So if I had free time just randomly, well, they were almost certainly free too. So every other second I could just hand over to stuff. Um, and that is not good. And mm-hmm. it is essentially like led me over to being like, at this point I'm at the place where I'm like, okay, I know what I want to be doing. I know what I want to be working on. And I know the little tangential parts of that, that I also want to have, um, which basically boils down to like, I want to be mainly noveling. And then I want to have a few little other things on the side. And everything else I need to, you know, either be sort of a hobby or go at this point, especially because I'm planning on going to law school. 
at this point. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it went, it went way too far. And now I, I want like a life again. Um, that will still be so much more project heavy than the average person. Um, for sure. But I, I, I feel that a lot and it's something I try to keep an eye on and let get out of control recently. So I was curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard when your hobbies are your passions, right? Yes. Yes. I've also been struggling due to the fact that, uh, my job is not super satisfying. Like not even in like an intellectual way. Like I'm not even just challenged, you know, like maybe I could hate it, but at least like, Oh, I'm working with good people. And like, at least, you know, like I'm doing stuff in my day. I do nothing in my day. I don't really like the people I work with on the whole. Um, couple exceptions there but like my job is empty and unfulfilling so i'm trying to find fulfillment anywhere else i can get it so yeah 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 i gotcha no i definitely like have done that uh in the past for sure um i i think the idea of finding like your main thing and then having like your little other things to help recharge the main thing. Right. Cause you can't just do your main thing. No, no, you need, like, you need other stuff. Like exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like a cooking or exercise is often yeah. for me. Mm. Yeah. See, th- those are two that, uh, I let slip, uh, last year. Cause I just was like too, I was cooking so much. I was just tired of cooking. Uh, but, Fair. um, I mean, it's a big part of why I got into podcasting because uh, it can utilize the skills I've developed doing filmmaking at a significantly lower lift than filmmaking. This um, is true, and that is something that I uh, I like. You know, my, my YouTube my YouTuber brain turns back on a little bit, admittedly, with this stuff, and uh, like it's not even caring about the views; it's caring about finishing something, and it's like. It's a very, it's a very nice feeling. I get you. Um, but yeah, speaking. So, so, to, so to our main topic, to the topic you pitch, the talk and pitch. You basically mm-hmm. wanted us to pitch ideas for projects that we want to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's no real limit on parameters. If this is like a whole new like medium or genre or like thing, that's totally cool. Or if it's just like I have this like fun idea in my head, I'm I just want to hear it because like for listeners who don't know Derek and I super well, this is a thing that we sometimes do where like we just share an idea just to kind of like get like initial feedback almost. Um, Like I remember many, many days hanging out with you where you'd be like, okay, what about this for an episode? Or what about like this as a, as a, just like a short idea. And we would be like, okay, not this or yeah, here, definitely do this. Um, Yeah. Like I remember a, a time like where, we, I think we were with Taylor and like we bounced ideas uh, off each other like three or four times. I think someone else was there. I can't remember exactly who. And then like we split off and wrote episodes and we're done like in an afternoon. It was wild. Um, it's probably like Will. It could have been Will. Oh, I feel like it was Will. It had to have been Will. Uh, but Maybe. Uh, that would make yeah. sense. It would, it, it would make sense. Um, Anyways, so but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, f- you go first. Cool. Um, I'm gonna pitch two, two because one is something that I know I'm going to do, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then another is is one of those you 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 know what it is it's it's the classic Derek had an idea and Derek's been staying up and writing down ideas for this idea and is becoming really set on this idea and mm. it's one of those it's one of those ideas where it might just pan out we'll we'll see um but uh the first one is I really want to do like an like an audio uh like an audiobook kind of screenplay reading of this kaiju movie I've been slowly writing over the last year and I want to get all of my friends to voice characters in it and dub in all the sound effects for the movie cuz like it's like going to be like a two and a half hour Power Rangers inspired kaiju movie mm-hmm. that I definitely can't make right now. But the idea of making like a sick audio play that people can just listen to yeah, is super exciting to me. And um, definitely like all the audio editing I've had to do over, over the last year um, is something that I, I can't like I've, I've learned so much and I'm like, this would be a great way to push myself to the next level of audio editing through doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, we've talked a lot about like audio dramas and, you know, you've sent me a lot of great resources, uh, like would start with this and stuff like that, just about how to use sound design and stuff. And, uh, there's a part of me that's like, Hmm, is it going to turn more into a live reading versus like a play versus like a screenplay with like sound effects like I'm kind of like uh, I don't know. So your question is: Are is the stage stage direction going to be red, or are you going all the way in? Yeah, yeah. And gotcha. and and is it and is it feasible? Because it is like a kaiju movie. There's action. There's explosions. There's there's like guys in suits fighting fighting monsters. Um, lots of nuclear reactors and explosions and stuff. Hmm. Hmm. That is. That's tricky. That's really tricky. Yeah. You'd have to, with audio only, you'd have to come up with either a conceit of some kind, Mm -hmm. meaning like a narrator or a way to narrate such a thing. Mm -hmm. Or you'd have to work around it somehow. You know, like, or you lean into the fact that, like, this is. Or, or, you know, like people do like watching and reading about and hearing about, um, you know, script readings, um, mm-hmm. like for fuck's sake, didn't, didn't friends just do like the cast of friends just do a script reading that just like blew everybody's oh, yeah. fucking mind for some reason yeah, just yeah. because nostalgia or mm-hmm. like think about all the photos of like the, I think it's the last Jedi. Script oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings have a lot of that. Like, mm. I don't think that's a bad move either. You just need to like, in that case, I would actually say maybe cut back on the sound effects and really lean into the fact that like, hey, this is a script reading. Enjoy, you know? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's, it's just a matter of leaning into one style versus the other. That's my, that's my thought on okay. it. Like, like cool. if I like... If I were to do it the other way, I think I would l- find a way around the battles, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, okay. I, like, if it were me, and I know this is definitely uh, because I have a th- feeling I know what 
script this is based off of of yours oh, um yeah. i i would write it from the perspective of the person who does maintenance on the the power rangers mech mm. um and who talks with those people and cares um but also does like the diagnostics but is never on the battlefield like they go over the battle but only once it's over <laughs> um, that's actually a great idea um wow yeah that okay yeah because that could because huh. that of course could culminate in like uh said main character having to like do repairs on the robot mid battle like the robot isn't ready but we have to have this fight now you know yeah yeah, yeah. but no, that's, that's, that's not great. that from my understanding that is not the story you're telling that's just where no, my that brain could, that could be a great to. story in, in, in of itself that could be a great other story so we should keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but my second idea mm-hmm. is on the other end of things. It's incredibly more lo-fi, but it's a, I, I've been trying to make a feature film for quite some time, um, yeah. as you know, and I've written two features over the last year. Um, one about a Filipino Thanksgiving party that I really want to make, but I really want to make sure I do it right and have the mm-hmm. right budget and the right cast. Another one that's about like two friends building a rocket ship. And that one is like a little bit, it's like about the same in terms of price to make. It's about the same cost as a Thanksgiving film, but it's a little bit more DIY in the sense of how it could probably be done. And I was like, man, I really need like a film that's even cheaper than those two films. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just like really itching to, to do something super, super DIY question. What counts as yeah. a feature film lengthwise a feature film is a film me. that is more. So technically it's a film that's over 40 minutes. But interesting in the state for the state of the industry, usually that it's usually like 90 minutes. So 90 yeah. pages of a screenplay is usually the standard. So these are both films that are both like in the like 85 to 95 page range. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been like thinking about like, like what's a, you know, like I, I was thinking, I was like watching a bunch of like all my old movies and thinking about a lot, a lot about like what's something I would do differently now than I would have done back then. And, the big thing that I've settled on is like, I wish I had settled on using, I wish I had been more like just down to just like film stuff in suburbia and just like on streets and like with no costumes sometimes. Like, I feel like I got so wrapped up in like everything must be a sword and sorcery movie, which is not a bad thing. I had a lot of fun making those movies, but I definitely mm-hmm. feel like at some point I should have just made some like regular movies um (laughs) just to like learn a little bit more without the pressure of that and so i was like man like i want to do a movie about from the perspective of someone who is watching all of his friends move away from the town that he lives in because i've done a lot of movies about people leaving the town that they're in but i haven't done like anything about someone that's staying in a town where everyone else is leaving Mm -hmm. because it's a very different experience and like having been in la over the last year, I've seen a lot of my friends who are very dear to me, who helped me like sort of adjust to the city are now like leaving. And it's super surreal that like they're leaving and I'm staying. And there's like a feeling I'm still kind of wrapping my mind around and trying to work on. And the other day I was like, I want to do this as a feature. And I started outlining scenes. I came up with a scene where like a friend's trying to drive a guy to an airport, but his car breaks down. So he calls an Uber for the two of them, but it's like an, 
but it's like a regular Uber and they needed like an Uber XL or whatever. So they're mm-hmm. like cramped in the back with all the luggage stacked around them. And it's like a funny little conversation as they're like going to the airport for like, you know, 10 minutes. And from there that kind of spawned into like, like, so this is a film about goodbyes and the yeah. tone of this film I kind of settled on was this is, so I've been saying this mantra to me about how I should be thinking about this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> And this is what I'm most proud of. (laughs) I'm curious what you'll think, but I've been describing the movie to myself as it's the pop punk album you recorded in your friend's basement for a handful of beers and dreams. (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. And Derek, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like Edgar Wright meets fucking um, Wes Anderson. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's, that's what that sound is. That's what that, that pitch is. Yeah. Um, Especially with that, that, mini scene you just painted of like being mm-hmm. trapped at like that sounds like the um uh, is it the royal tenenbaums uh, the one with uh, the one the where they throw suits no oh that's the royal tenenbaums no it's the um uh the one where they're traveling through india and they throw all the luggage away at the end of the movie trying to catch yeah the train. yeah yeah shit uh, um fr- it's 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 like then it's named after the train it's like the yeah okay this is gonna kill me so i'm looking it up hold on <laughs> I know that it has it has Owen Wilson. Yep. Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. No, not Luke Wilson. Um the guy from Rushmore. And uh, uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah. Um uh the Darjeeling Limited. Right. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's been the latest feature film project I've been writing. And I've been trying to write it really fast because there's this part of me that is like, there's momentum here that I should capitalize on while I have it. There's an energy here that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Makes sense. So yeah. I um, like that. You like Send it? Send me all this scripts and stuff when you have things. I'm curious. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Oh, I'm glad that you like it because uh, you're the first person I've said this whole pitch to in one go. I've said bits and bobs to friends and they've all been Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's funny. But you're the first person to say, I like it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I really like that little description you gave. Um, and I can see how it would work. Like I, I I can see it in a sense. Like I can, I can see the, the way the idea could come across. That's really cool. It just kind of chronicles this guy helping each, like helping friends and family move. And it's just like little, almost vignettes. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. So those, yeah, that's that. That's my talking pitch. I've talked a lot this episode. What a mm-hmm. change! Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I haven't gotten my turn yet. Come I on. know you haven't. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to shut up now and let you take the reins. So I think I'll do, I'll do two pitches because you Great. did two. Um, yeah. First, and this is going to be kind of funny because. Uh, potentially by the time, actually almost certainly by the time this is out, this will have started. Um, so part of doing the, the whole, uh, Dane writes website, which, uh, I'll plug again at the end of this and plug last week is to have a place for where people could go see my writing. Um, now here's the trouble with that. That's kind of tough to do on the internet, believe it or not. Um, yeah, <laughs> like you, you need to build a blog, any number of things. And the things that I have had published, 
Um, part of the way that works is I can't just throw it up anywhere now because right. it's published. Um, which has its merits and its downsides, of course. Um, and so part of the website and part of the Substack thing is to have a place to put writing um, so that people could get a sense of my writing until I have something a little more or not until in addition to like, God, I would love to have like a short collection of poems available for purchase somewhere or something like Mm. until that, this is where someone could get a taste of my writing. So Substack is, is kind of where I'm going to plan on doing this. And the way Substack works is it's probably not like the, the style isn't necessarily, Oh, I'll just throw up this little bit of science fiction. And then next week I'll put a poem up or whatever. Um, there's sort of like a theme that should sort of run through. And I've had this idea for a little while now. Um, and I've, and I absolutely had no idea what to do with it because I'm like, this doesn't make a novel happen. This doesn't make, this isn't a proper, this isn't essays. This isn't like a collection of essays. This isn't poetry. Um, it's not a short story. Um, and it's not, it's not even really properly nonfiction even either. But my old friend Logan and I, every week in high school on Wednesday mornings, we would go to a particular diner in the town we lived in and we would talk, you know, for a couple hours, we would order the same thing at the same time every week. We got to know everyone who worked there those days. If someone left the job, we would know about it. By the end of it, um, if our birthday had come come and gone, we would get a free meal. And we also didn't have to order. We would walk in, we would sit down, and within and like our, our like a waitress would just ask the usual, and then it would sh- we we would nod. And on the rare occasion that like we did something else, um, unless that happened, food would show up really quickly because they were ready. And so what I want to do is I want to write conversations between him and I and these people that are also sort of essays. Like I want to fictionalize it, make us older um, and romanticize it even further. (laughs) You're pulling a Play-Doh. Yeah, kind of. Um, I like not to be like, to self-aggrandizing or anything. Yeah, basically. I want basically for him and I to argue about things that are on my mind. It's a way to structure essays and thoughts um, yeah. in a way that's consistent. Um, and so that's what I want my Substack to be. Wow, that's incredible. That Wow, that reminds me of like some of the stuff that like Haruki Murakami does. Um, or like... Plato, obviously, or like, uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like a lot of modern authors do like, they have like snippets in their books sometimes where there'll be like a conversation like that between themselves and usually like themselves or like a character in the book. But I think that like, that's really cool. And also like, you know, like knowing Logan, like in this sort of diner setting, right? Like 
there's something like really cool about that. It's like every week we get to return to this diner with you and Logan and hear these conversations that may or may not have happened, but we all get to be there and we get to experience that and listen to it. And that's really cool. Yeah. It's an attempt to capture the moment, the feeling of it, mm-hmm. and also bring it into the present as a sense of like, this is what's on me, Dane's mind right now. Yeah. Like, and you get to do what you love to do, which is write dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get to write pretty much all dialogue. Yeah. Wow. Damn. That is so good. That is so good. And I'm so glad you thought of it. Because if I thought of that idea, I, I wouldn't know what to do with it. So I'm glad you thought of it. Well, I've been <laughs> sitting on it for nearly a year. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to wow. do with this. Because I'm like, this will not make a novel right mm-hmm. this doesn't turn it there's no through line i don't Ugh. want i don't have a through line like i like i often write things that are basically just end yeah. up being roughly a conversation between two to four-ish people like uh-huh but there's a way to do that that is actually just like that's a story right that's the novel i'm working on right now is it's it's just a dialogue between two people um mm-hmm. but there's structure and there's a four-act structure um and you know uh like conflicts and plots like not not in like a hyper traditional like western three act five act sort of style but this is not that like right you when you pulled up plato i was like nice that is an inspiration um that's a really arrogant inspiration so i'm quiet about that but thank you for bringing that up (laughs) um because that's the idea right like i want to write conversations that are actually essays Mm-hmm. and that's that could make a book but that does not make a novel and right i don't want to devote so much focus there i want it to be this small thing and this way i can like show people my writing though so yeah. i can still show people what i do on like a yeah. um while i spend some time and energy finding homes for other things so that's the that's the small pitch and we're low. We're already at time. So this might just be a long one. Sorry. Um, no. Yeah. Hey, more for the audience, right? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, so I am coming to the end of this novel that I'm currently working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's done, then it's going to go into the editing process. And I don't think I can just live in the editing process forever. Like if that makes sense, like, right. I need to start working on the the next thing. Um, And so what I think I want to work on is essentially the journal of a court sorceress and uh, essentially the process of her realizing that she's working for the wrong side. And I'm thinking that interspersed in there, there will be the journals of two other people who are quote unquote on the right side who are the people who bring her over, but the way they write is very different and also will not fully tell the story. They'll just sort of add color and uh, additional perspectives and details. But I'm, I want to write this sorceress who's like very like, like imagine sort of the diary of like an 18th century person. That's very like, it's very like someone not necessarily that, but like someone very meticulous who writes things out in a very narrative style along with two other people who 
write journals more like, Hey, this is like a recipe. I kind of like wrote down and kind of threw together yesterday. Uh Oh, also this happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, Oh, Hey, I just, you know, figured out how to cast this like one spell I've been trying to figure out. And Oh, Hey, like the King got stabbed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Whereas the, the main person would be more along the lines of like, um, here's the entire day of the assassination attempt, um, start to finish from my perspective. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, what do you think of what do you think of that as like a fantasy novel? I think that that's really cool. I I like the idea that like it's not just the one perspective, but I also like that it's fairly contained to like this one kingdom, right? Like you're not doing a Game of Thrones that's like continent spanning. You're keeping it really contained like to just one space. Like um, one of my favorite fantasy novels is uh, Once Upon a Marigold, um, which is like a children's book, like a YA book, but it's mm-hmm. like. It's very contained to like the forest where the trolls live and the castle at the edge of the forest. And right. there's like another kingdom that's like in the story, but like the, we never see them. We never really go over there. It's really just follows this like kid going back and forth to like meet this princess. And it's very much rooted in like one perspective and with, with like occasional asides to other perspectives and I found that to be a, a really easy read for me. And I think that like, there's something interesting there that you can do with like the perspectives and the voices, right? Cause like from what you've described, it's like there's a clear voice that this sorceress has versus the other two people. And, you know, knowing you, there's probably some interesting philosophy things you can do with the other two people on being, you know, on the quote unquote right side. Right. And I think that yeah. there's some interesting things there to like, kind of like mish and mash and mesh, especially mm-hmm. when the journals begin to like, especially if the journals like conflict in account, right. That's when things yeah. kind of become a mystery. And like, honestly, like you're setting yourself up to make like, not only like a good novel, but like a good novel that could translate into like a good podcast, which could then translate into a good movie or TV show. Like you've set yourself up to create something that can translate to multiple mediums of your choosing, which is really cool. In addition to being a really good novel. Um, that's just the, you know, film exec brain. Of my brain. Even I'm not a film exec, but I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. I like a good fantasy novel and mm-hmm. uh, I know that you do too. I know that your current novel is like in that vein, but it's a little different. And, and I don't really know what your previous novel was, but from what you had described of me, I'm pretty sure it didn't, wasn't very fantasy. Previous. Okay. My first, my one. first, my, my first attempt at noveling was like relatively hard science fiction. Um, and then this that I'm currently working on, I would call light magical realism, like slight myth retelling. Um, so fantastic, but not fantasy, if that makes sense. Um, characters in the the book I'm working on right now do things that I think are damn near impossible, but they're not magical. If that makes sense. Uh, this would be fantasy, which is, in my life, most of the stories I like to consume and tell. So I'm oddly nervous about it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I have. Yeah, no, I, I think it's good. I think, I think you've probably given yourself enough distance based on some of the work that I've seen you put out recently. And especially because you have this Substack project that is very much not that, you know? No. Um, and I think that that will be good to keep you grounded. Yes. Because, I know that that's something, yeah. Oh, you go, you go. Uh, Well, I know that that's something you and I both struggle with is like being too close to the fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that's something I really struggle with to the point of which like I'm pretty much like relegating myself to like Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop RPGs and like quest and like like mecha games and stuff like that just to kind of like keep myself at bay from like making a movie that is in that field because I know that I'm not at a place where I can do that well and, and so mm. I'm glad that like you're starting to reintroduce it into something that you can do because I know it's something you've wanted to do. And I think that if you're nervous, that's a good thing. Yeah. I, mean, I will say job. I also snuck in another way to be writing in a way almost entirely dialogue. Yes, um, you did. Because yeah, you it's did. strict. It's, it's going to be strictly speaking in like three characters voices. <laughs> yeah. You son of a Dane. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love dialogue so much. You it's, really do. <laughs> it's fun. I love the way people talk. Like, really, I do. I love the way people talk, and I love hearing it. And I love trying to, like, not recreate it fully, but recreate the feeling of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... It's like impressionist painting. Like, you're never going to actually be able to take what people say and put it on a page. But you can use these, like, little hints of language to, like, almost trick the the author or the reader into into thinking and hearing what what you do, you know? Yeah. Like... Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's something very interesting too, because when you're writing dialogue in a novel sense, people are going to interpret it and hear it differently mm-hmm. versus like in a movie where it's definitively said a certain way for the performance. And I think that's something really cool about the medium that you're working in with your Substack and with your new novel idea, because there's a lot to be drawn out of it. Right. Um, story-wise and, uh, that's exciting. I'm excited to see you uh, get back on that, like, you know, weekly, biweekly, however often writing, you know, mojo kind of thinks. I know that, you know, you and I are big proponents of do something consistently, get it done, get it out yeah. there. As yeah. much as we are proponents of put your time and, and love into something that you really care about. And I think that I'm excited to, for you to have the best of both worlds a little bit. And that's exciting. Like, I, I don't know, like, I've never been so excited to subscribe to a, like a Substack. Uh, I've never subscribed <laughs> to a Substack, so you'll be my first Substack I subscribe to. Nice. Whenever that's out. Um, this is funny. Again, it could be already up. Is yeah, by the time be. this is released, it, could, um, it really could be. Yeah. And I don't know at this moment. I don't know if it's going to be weekly or a biweekly thing. I don't. Mm. I don't know what the what realistic releases it looks like for me on that. But we are about ten minutes over. Yeah, we are, but so we you know, it was, we do, but it was worth it. It was well Hell worth yeah. it. Um, I'm really excited. This was a, this, you know, they, I feel really, this, I feel good. You know, I feel really pumped up. Same. I feel really pumped up. I'm glad. Um, man, that was, the, this was good. Um, we might have to do this again <laughs> in a, in like a few months, you know? Yeah. And maybe like a check-in or like when we're getting close to the end of these projects that we pitched today. Yeah. You know? We should definitely do a check-in to see where things are in a couple of months, though, um, mm-hmm. to see where how things have gone. But for now, that's it for this week, folks. Uh, you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello and conveniently at Derek Aiello everywhere else, including my website, YouTube, Vimeo, Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dane, uh, we've talked about it a lot, but where can we find you and your work? Uh, you can now find me at danewrites.com. Uh, there will be, there are links to uh, my podcast, music, Twitter, and there's a link to the Substack. And I'm 
I'd be shocked if by the time this goes up, you couldn't go find what I just pitched to Derek. Uh, also, I'm realizing I used the word skedaddle unironically. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but I'm, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. But regardless. Regardless, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll skedaddle on out of here. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. Catch you later. <laughs>